Hey, Rammies. Hello again there, Rammies. Happy Monday or Happy whatever day. Happy Monday. Um, I guess we're, yeah, almost November. Almost November. We're a week out from Halloween. Are you looking forward to it? Well, I just feel like this October has gone faster than anything in my life. I know. It's also been the hottest month of the summer. Guys, it's so hot in LA right now. I know. So I just feel like I haven't even been able, like, it, it hasn't been in October. No. I, I've, yeah, exactly. I feel like I made three batches of pumpkin bars this time last year by this date. I forgot about your pumpkin bars. Uh, yeah. It is time. It, it is time. It is time. <laughs> <laughs> Give them to me. Yes. So I need to make those again. Um, but yeah, this October is flying. It is crazy. And then the holidays are here before before you know it. Before you know it. And let us know if you want us to do any fun like Patreon yes. or non-Patreon like holiday episodes. But join our Patreon for $7.99. Please do. Tess, I, I feel like we should bring up what a year ago today was. Oh, we really do. <sighs> One of the best nights of our life, I think. One of the best nights I've ever had like yeah there's another way to put it it was so unexpected too and those are always the best nights they have no expectations exactly so we went to this halloween party in malibu and it was like stunning it was like the halloween parties from the movies it was at a private estate yes (laughs) like it wasn't just a house party we were like what are we doing yes well actually we did run into someone who was shocked to find to see us at this party they're like what are you guys he literally said that cole if you're listening you know you know that you remember the shock just as much as we do yeah but it was so fun and it was like this live taping and avril lavigne got up to play uh and travis barker and machine gun kelly yes and we were sitting yes we were standing uh right in front of the one the only courtney kardashian and penelope disick Kardashian. Yeah. And it was hilarious to see a child in that environment. <laughs> and I will never forget it. Let me tell you, very different than my childhood. There was a man who got up on stage and he, his song just kept going, I just want to fuck right now. <laughs> and we just looked back at Penelope and her eyes were just open. And she was like, how is this my life? What did I do to deserve this? Oh, man, what a treat that night was. Oh, it was just so fun. There was an open bar. There was free hamburgers. Yes, the Monty's burgers. Yes. So they, they were all vegan. I remember the cots. Oh, yeah, but they were so good. They were so good. But yeah, we just had we had the best time. Um, we'll post a picture on our story. Yeah, we will. And yeah, that's like exactly what I always want to do for Halloween. Me like too. some kind of unexpected night that surprises you. It really does. It's like, yeah, it's just a charming memory. Uh God. So yeah, let us know what you guys are doing for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> um, we might have a Halloween episode coming for you. That is true. So, so exciting stuff. Yeah, get excited for that. Um, Anything else going on in your life you want to talk about? Not that I'd like to discuss. <laughs> keep, it no, just, keep it chill. No, just like um, later tonight. No. Um, saw Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen at the Greek last night. I saw Carly Rae Jepsen, saw Rufus DeSoul. I've been, and you've been going to so many concerts. We have been concerting it up. How many concerts did you go to in one night, Claire? Three. <laughs> you heard it here, kids. I can't believe it. The woman has energy. And, but home by 11. That, when Corey and I go out, mm. we are on a plan. <laughs> we stay here for 20 minutes and then we're out. That is gorgeous and it's a gorgeous thing about la you can just like swing in and out yes except for concerts that i like really love i'm gonna stay for a long time like midland at the greek shout out to you jordy yes uh congrats that looked stunning looks so fun stunning but i wish you were there but you weren't sorry i had to stay uh night in you guys you know how it goes sometimes (laughs) sometimes you just need those nights in sometimes you need a whole weekend where you just like love a trash weekend you order in 
more than you don't. I think that's what I'm going to do this weekend. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. We've even talked about like our weekend plans. I'm like, I have no idea what you've been doing. Well, we're going to do maybe backyard. Yeah. But besides that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we'll get that figured out. I'll figure. So need to know your schedule at all times. Mm-hmm. Well, Tess, now that our personal stuff's all out of the way, mm-hmm. what are you bringing today? Guys, this episode came because a fan, a Ram, and one of our good friends, Haley, suggested that we do this subject. Haley, you would know about this. You would. Like, Haley, you embody, like, early 2000s LA to me. Haley runs Hollywood. Like, truly. <laughs> and I feel like she was on the hills, you know? Like, she worked yes. for Bolt House and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Haley, we love you. Yeah. She's one of those girls, Ramies, that knows the scene. She knows the scene. And she knew that this subject would be juicy. And... God damn, it sure was. I can't wait. So today, we are going to be talking about um, Heidi Fleiss. Who was um, the 27-year-old L.A. socialite who briefly and memorably became Hollywood's most famous madam. She was 27? I was so shocked by everything about this story, but it's not what I expected her to be like. No, I imagine like an older woman that's like, when you're good to mama. Mama's good to you. (laughs) Yeah. So did I. So did I. Wow. No, she she was truly... um, well, actually, okay, before we start digging into yeah. everything, do you remember when you were, like, aware of the term of starting to not say prostitute and to say sex worker? I literally was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. Um, yes, because I learned that it is the more appropriate term sex worker from my favorite murder. And oh. a lot of that, they talk a lot about that because sex worker victims are, all like, oftentimes the not police won't take the job is seriously it's almost like a they deserve to die sort of thing and we have other citizens and so they have said also like prostitute has a stigma around it when it really is sex work and that's Mm -hmm. like the more appropriate term oh that's do you remember what year that was probably 2000 i started listening to them in like 2015 so probably 2016 yeah that was probably the time that i became aware of it too but just in researching like you know the articles i would look up from the la times like there was just this like dirtiness and talking about a quote prostitute and it's just it's you know for for those who don't know i just would like to give a quick mm-hmm, like sort of definition and just try to clarify why we are not saying prostitute anymore. Um, so sex workers are adults who receive money or goods in exchange for consensual sexual services or erotic performances, either regularly or occasionally. And the term sex worker recognizes that work is that sex work is work. Mm-hmm. Prostitution, on the other hand, has connotations of criminality and immorality. Many people who sell sexual services prefer the term sex worker and find prostitute demeaning and stigmatizing, which contributes to their exclusion from health, legal, and social services. Exactly. So, yeah, just felt like we should say that. I mean, like, I truly believe that sex work should be decriminalized. They could have more, they could be more safe. It's like any sort, it's like weed. Yes. (laughs) Why are we doing this still? Exactly. And, And like realizing that 
these people have chosen sex work as their profession and that doesn't mean that their life decreases in value in any way just because you might not agree with it. 100%. And that also doesn't give anyone the right to categorize or stereotype them as a certain type of person mm-hmm. or woman. Exactly. Like, we must move on from that, kids. We must. It's too, it's so boring it's to think so, that way, isn't it? It's so boring. Mm-hmm. I love when you say that. <laughs> I do. That's like a clear <laughs> saying. It really is. Oh, thank you. Okay, so this is Heidi. This is mm. Lil Miss Heidi. Heidi Fleiss. So she was born December 30th. Capricorn. Capricorn. Oh, she's running her shit. She's running the business. <laughs> Which is just so funny because she would be a Capricorn. This she woman would. is determined. She's passionate. She's sassy. She doesn't have time for feelings. She takes work first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you guys know the type. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we've had other Rammy Capricorn. Wasn't... I'm trying to think... Was Jim a baker, baker Capricorn? We've definitely had some. No, we definitely have had some. I've tried to look. Uh, we'll put it on our stories this week of we who will. our Capricorns are that we've talked about. Um, in 1965, she was born in Los Angeles. Oh. Um, she was one of six children to Lisa Ash and Paul Fleiss, who is a popular Los Feliz pediatrician. Really? Los Feliz? What do you say? I can't remember. There's Fuck. one where Angelinos are like, if you're from here, you know it's this one. I say Los Feliz. I usually say Fuck. Los Feliz. Okay. Los, Los Feliz. Come at me. I don't care. Let us know. Yeah. We've only been here a decade, but what? let us know. <laughs> I'm just really mad. <laughs> I'll show right answers, especially. Um, so he was very wealthy. Mm. And in that time, that area was pretty middle class. Mm. So they kind of stood out. They were like, oh, like the Fleisses are coming over for dinner. Fleiss sounds like a rich last name. Who's Mike Fleiss? Is he the one who started The Bachelor? Mike Fleiss. That sounds so familiar. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, So she lived a pretty good life, like kind of like cookie cutter family, like what you'd expect. Um, I think her mom was a stay-at-home mom. The dollar also went further in the 60s. It sure did. And I feel like pediatricians make good money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she was a popular babysitter when she was younger. Oh. <laughs> and she got so busy that she would recruit other girls in the neighborhood to take her nanny in jobs and then she would take a cut. Is this the most Capricorn Capricorn I've ever heard of in my it's life? It's the most like Capricorn. It's the most foreshadow. That's like, what I was about to say. The babysitting is almost so dark. <laughs> it is dark like you don't want to make the comparison, but here we but are. You have to. Here we are. When it's in your face like this, do you, you can't. Do you help remember? Um, listen to our Chris Jenner episode all about the Kardashians, but do you remember the Kardashian episode where I think it's Kendall has to do chores and she doesn't want to. <laughs> so then she pays all other people. Like no grown adult. She pays the like the lawn guy. Oh, the people who like who are already working for their families. Yes. And she was like, I'll give you five dollars to make my bed. <laughs> Guys, so dark the episode. <laughs> let us pray. Let us pray that if we ever have children, they're gonna be such shitheads. They don't ask like the landscaper who's already coming over. No, I. They better not do that. They better fucking not do it. It's gross. <laughs> but also, it's like even more gross because it's so scripted. And that poor man is like, I just want to do my job and go home. He's like, I'm making minimum wage <laughs> yeah. from E on the show, actually. So, <laughs> exactly. Um. So you can already tell Heidi's personality. Um. She was also as a teenager into shoplifting. Uh-huh. She'd cut class. She wasn't super academic. Academic. And she liked weed and she liked selling it too. She sounds like a great time. <laughs> she sounds like just one of those 15 year olds who has this confidence that you're like, where did that come from? Like, how are you so 
confident. Yes. And she's like, I know I don't need school because where I'm going, these grades won't get me anywhere. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So she just dropped out of high school. Oh my, she did? She did. I wonder what her dad thought about that because as a doctor, you must be academic. I couldn't find much on her relationship with her parents (laughs) until the end. Mm. But it seemed like from what I perceive from her whole story, it just seems like she was a little bit, um, just a little bit spoiled. Mm. Okay. Yes. And maybe kind of catered to like, I don't know. Because, I mean, there's tons of reasons why kids will drop out. But in like a, I don't know. All I have to say is, fudge college fudge college (laughs) if you're watching salt lake city you know you know what's up you always do Mm. um so she did receive her ged later um but this really just took her straight into the clubs the clubs the clubs the la 90s clubs guys we're talking we're talking viper room okay so that's I'm trying to picture like what a club in LA in the nineties. So the Viper Room was like a considered a club. I was there the other night on one of my three concerts. Were spots. you really? I was. For for those who don't know, Viper Room is the infamous place that River Phoenix. River Phoenix overdosed. Mm-hmm. Um used to really be the Pussy Posse used to go there. What's the Pussy Posse? The Pussy Posse is the nineties Leo, Toby Maguire. <gasps> That guy Lucas something like oh, that wow. like, group of guys. Oh wow. Show many drugs, I'm sure. We're just so to be in a room with the pussy posse would just be, to be crazy. Can you imagine? I, I can. So I don't know all the other clubs in that time, but you can imagine what it's like. It's like hard to get into. It's when like, you know, you could cross the velvet rope if you were VIP and that made people look at you like you were a god. Whereas now people look at you being like, you're probably some annoying influencer. Totally. It just was a different time of like different culture. It's like elevated. Totally. So she's going in there. She's also at the same time she's into the racetrack and she's really into gambling. So this is now her life. The horse like, racetrack? Horse racetrack down in San Diego. Are people going to that more often than we think? Because like Chris Jenner was going there that we talked about in her episode. Like, But I feel like I don't know if people who are I think it's like an LA wealth thing. Mm, that, we're just like, not there yet. That we're not there, but maybe it's outdated. It's like the same thing as when people totally. are like going to the country club yeah. sort of thing. I hear that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, no shame to country clubs. I love a country club. <laughs> yeah. I would love if anyone invited me to one. A frozen ice cream bar at a country club. Oh, God. Yum. Invite us to your country club. Please do. Please do. Please do. Um, but she just kind of spends the next few years after she drops out doing these things. But she is like pretty successful gambler at this point. So she's like having good luck. Like she's like making her own money off of gambling. I imagine this like, well, at first I imagine like 11 year old smoking a cigarette and like dealing cash out to girls and be essentially. like, essentially. And now I imagine her at the racetracks. Yeah, just a few years older, Billy, still smoking <laughs> cigarettes and spending other people's money. She sounds iconic. Iconic. So at 19, um, she was working as a waitress. She gets this invite to a fancy party from this man named Bernie Cornfield. He's 40 years older than her. Oh. So he's in his almost 60s. Um, He's a financier. They start a relationship. Oh. And there's not much to this man, but of bringing her into this world of like he introduced her to kind of, you know, society, society, LA society and hanging out with a lot of rich people and a lot of people with money to spend. Wow, were they all older too, or is it like everyone at this point? Like actors? Kind of everyone, but I feel like she was always like the youngest person at the party where totally. people are like, What are you doing here, kid? And she's like, You'll you know, know my doing. name. Oh, wow. Sort of vibe, you know what I mean? Or your husband will. 
Oh, Sorry. shit. <laughs> I mean, truly, though. Foreshadow. Foreshadow. If you didn't guess where this is going. <laughs> Show. He introduced her to this world. They ended up breaking up. She started dating this 50-year-old Hungarian director, um, who we will see a lot throughout the story, named Yvonne Naj. Mm. This is not a good man. Okay. Um, very, very abusive to her. Um, very toxic. He'll come up. He'll come up a bunch. I won't get into into it now. But he introduces her to this woman named Madame A- Madame Alex. Madame. Is it Madame? Is it Madame? I asked. I asked my boyfriend this yesterday, and he was like, "I think Madame." And I was like, "But I want to say Madame the grand, the grand, the grand dame, the grand dame, the grand madame." Because of Potomac, if you know, you know. Well. So what is a madam? Okay. So or am I jumping the gun? No, well, we are just going to get it into it right now. Okay, great. So he, it's funny because he introduces her, <laughs> introduces Heidi to Madam Alex because Heidi had quite a little gambling debt at this point. And he knew of Madam Alex. And so he's like, hey, I think we can, I'll introduce you to this woman. She can maybe help you out. If you go work for a <gasps> night for her, she can like settle the debt for you. Oh my gosh, wow, it's wild when someone else suggests that for you without it coming up like as your own idea. She's literally like nine, 20 years old at this point too. Like there is some, That feels gross to me. Oh, it's very icky. Yeah. Like unless she was like, "You know what? I know how I want to go get this exactly. back." Exactly. There's also power dynamics. This man is so exactly. much older than her, so much richer at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so, Madam Alex will be a character in this in this episode so we will do a little backstory on on alex uh-huh. quote um she is originally from the philippines okay um but she has german and spanish ancestry as well she arrived in san francisco at the age of 17 in 1951 she had been married twice by the early 1970s and then had been divorced and widowed once as well oh wow so she, you know, she dealt with some heartbreak, dealt with some loss. Oh yeah. Um, but she was a young, she was a young girl, just marrying everyone left and right. <laughs> um, so, by her own account, after periods as a florist and an owner of some antique shops, hey, do it all. Florist and antique shop sounds like the most lovely jobs to have. It sounds so chic. It does. Uh, it sounds like a Nancy Myers film. It does, but I don't think it was like this for her at this point. <laughs> Wasn't really like uh, the, the kitchen, mm-hmm. the Nancy Myers kitchen. Um, she was like, oh shit, in the 70s in San Francisco, she had heard that being a uh, madam was very lucrative and she should try it out. And so she was like, sure, I will. She bought a book from a visiting English madam for for $5,000 that had of all of her contacts in it. And this woman was like retiring essentially. So she was like, you can buy this from me and use all your clients. $5,000. Right, which I didn't do the cal- Clerculator, but five thousand in, in the fifties, the seventies, the seventies. I mean, maybe like is it? Would it be so bold to say like ten? I was gonna say like at least double. Yeah, I would think so too. So she probably used, let's say, most of her savings to get this yeah. book. And this is literally my favorite thing I found out because it's so sad. <laughs> she, <laughs> most of the individuals listed in the book turned out to be dead. Wait, because they were so old? Yes, it was like a like <laughs> oh expired book. So she spent like Dude, ten- that sucks. No. <laughs> so she's just like calling them being like, hello. And they're like, yeah, he's he's gone. <laughs> no. <laughs> she spent her life savings on that. No. Did that madam know it? I'm sure. Some like visiting <gasps> English woman. Imagine a magical woodland creature. Yeah. In like a shawl. So <laughs> you have to the same thing, and then she's like on a ship back to England, and she's like, <laughs> like literally just smiling, just looking out in the distance. 
<laughs> oh, I just love that so much. Me I thought too. that was so funny. Um, so, little Alex, whose real name was, um, <sighs> where, what is her real name? <laughs> I've lost it. I've, I've lost. It'll come Errol. up at some point. Um, but so she, but then she found, so this book was a bust. Yeah, no kidding. But then she started her own business from the ground up and she moved to LA. Um, and so she operated a prostitution ring in Beverly Hills for more than 20 years. Oh my God. Under the name Alex Fleming, one of her pseudonyms, she sent young women to hotels. She would send them on cruises, charging $300 for two hours and up to $2,000 for a full day. And then 70s um, or the 90s? This was now probably more like in the 80s. Okay, $300 for two hours. Yeah. And how much for the whole day? 2000 for a whole day. So you're wow. looking at like, let's say $3,500. Let's just say it. I don't know. Wow. In today's rate, like almost double, if not double. It was expensive. Um, according to Vanity Fair, Madam Alex had about 150 women working for her at her peak. Wow, that is a lot. And she was earning $100,000 a month, taking a 40% cut. 40%? That is huge. She's literally doing nothing. I also was shocked at the percentage that these madams take. 40%? 40%. And Heidi took a huge chunk as well. So a madam is so a pimp. A madam is a pimp. Yeah, for women. Uh, yes. Like a woman pimp. Yes. Got it. There's like literally no other way to describe it. Right, um, right. And, but it's just so interesting. So I wa- So as I was researching this, I was like, "What the hell was? He- what was this looking like in California or yeah. specifically LA? Like, what was the start of this? How did it originate?" Um, so a little bit about the history of sex work in the Victorian age. Oh my god, in California. I'm so glad you did this. We will post photos of this time because the outfits are crazy you guys it's like free people <laughs> it's like stunning long dresses like the white sex, the sex workers on the on the corners literally Re- they really yes okay so I'm, I'm i'm jumping the gun so during <laughs> the victorian era sightseeing travelers riding through la on the southern pacific railroad sounds so like adrian would love it adrian let us know if you know anything about this railroad yes please do um, they would eagerly ask their porters to let them know when the train passed by an infinite stretch of Alameda Street, southeast of the old plaza. This portion of Alameda Street was part of the city's red light district, which centered around an oiled down dirt road um, called Negro Alley. Okay. Yeah. For more than 50 years. Wow. So this was the time yes. in California. Not a great time no. for literally no one. Yeah, seriously. Um, it was called Hell's Half Acre and it was compromised of saloons, restaurants, and a row of low-slung brick buildings and small pen-like rooms. Not much wider than the front door. Like, these rooms were tiny, essentially enough so two, two people could you just go in and have sex? Lie down. Oh, there's enough to lie down. You're not standing up. There's it's enough a- to lie. It's like a... Uh, the width and the length of a door. So oh, basically just okay. like you're on top of a door. <laughs> oh my God. I imagine like a phone booth size, but much more comfortable Truly. To lie down for everyone involved. Yeah. Hey, some people, you know, really yeah. want to do missionary, yeah. I guess when you, who knows? Who knows? Um, so they were known as cribs. Okay. Welcome to my crib. Welcome to my crib. If you know, you know, um, 
<laughs> Sex workers stood on wooden platforms displaying their charm as great as an... Um, exp- displaying their charm as... I do not know what this says. Basically, as policemen one day were like, what's happening here? Why are you just up on that? Like, this is... Why are you standing on that? Like, when, can you think about, like... <laughs> Just not even knowing what's happening. Like being like, oh, look, you're just like doing a little twirl and just like, like posing. Yeah, like you look great, but you look great. What are you doing what's out there, like the, What's the, the goal, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So they didn't know the sex working was happening. <laughs> they did not. And little did they know, inside they serviced an estimated 13 to 30 men a night. I bet one of those police officers like, what are they doing? And one definitely knew. And they're like, I don't know, man. Let's like keep walking. <laughs> yeah, <them." laughs> like just women, right? They're crazy. They just like the attention. It's like super toxic. <laughs> totally. Um. So these women, it was not a glamorous time for them. This I'm is sure. not. This was not good. They were treated very poorly. They lived at the consti- constant mercy of Johns, pimps, and landlords. Ugh. While the hundreds of, quote, fallen women of the crib district achieved a certain level of notoriety um, and came to symbolize sex work in wild Southern California, they were considered bargain, quote, $1 prostitutes. Ugh. And I'm sure they were not treated gently. Not at all. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much, like, just dirt, like, tough language in this section, you know, where it's just so, like... It is a part of history. It is a a part of history. And it's very tough. That's true. Um... So there were also some like respectable boarding houses mm. um, where prostitutes were likely to pay $18 a week to $70 a month to stay there. Mm. But some people also were like, I don't even want to take, I don't even want to like spend rent. And so they would just live on the streets. <sighs> God. Um, so apparently there was this horrible man, uh, Bartolo Ballerino, who was called the father of cribs in Los Angeles. Oh, he's like the sleaziest. He was the sleaziest. Um, he really like ruined everything. Like some people would even come in and be like, shouldn't we be giving these women like a bit more rights? Like they don't have a lot of money. We should be helping them. And he was like, no, it's good. It's good. Keep them going. Keep them going. So he like really fostered this like horrible environment and they're just like trapped there where else can they go exactly and they were i mean they were making very little money Mm -hmm. but it was more money than nothing than nothing so there was a lot of violence um there were a lot of accounts of the sex workers being beaten i'm sure um so eventually people were like okay we gotta do something a lot of church goers came together and they're like we need to help these women out really Mm -hmm. Uh, basically though like not like in a good way of of like let's get them off the streets because they're ruining the perception of the neighborhood Mm. and we don't want to be around the sin sort of thing got it it wasn't like we gotta get these girls yeah Yeah. it wasn't like that okay um, so it took some time, but the red light district was abolished in 1904. It's Alameda. Is that downtown? Yes, it is okay. downtown. Um, so for decades, it seemed all traces of Hell's Half Acre was vanished. And it was re- replaced by the 101 freeway. Oh, that is Hell's Half Acre. I'll tell you that <laughs> sure much. Is, isn't <laughs> sure is. Louder for those in the back. But by the mid-1990s, archaeologist Mike Stokoya uncovered numerous artifacts from it, Mm. which included a um, bottle of tonic opium and brandy. Oh, shit. Opium? Do you think that that people drugged the women, too? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they drugged themselves and the women. I mean, it's like... Also, think about, like, this time. It's like, if you were 
quote hiring a sex worker the shame that even in doing that like it wasn't like yeah man like marriage was such like a yeah you know like there was just probably so much shame in in it all god um but yeah they found bottles of champagne a valuable porcelain doll's head which makes me think that some of these women young girls were girls i'm sure oh that's that's horrific or some of these men like brought toys and shit like some sick stuff oh i know i'm sorry bring it there but no but i'm sure that is what i i have no doubt that's what it was yeah sure not great Mm-mm. not great but that's a little bit of the history <laughs> back to alex and our girl heidi mm-hmm. so what did alex want in the women she would hire what did she try to cultivate with her uh employees this is alex this is alex okay. um so <laughs> alex's look was very different than heidi's look which for girls or in gen- for, or for girls. Their, themselves for okay. their girls okay so alex cultivated this california beach girl look with her clients so she said that she had the best looking women in the business blonde big breasts small waist pamela anderson types pamela anderson were coming out of the 80s totally of just like you know that just venice girl that's in a convertible that's it's like sporty jane fonda body exactly yeah exactly but that that's- is crazy that she's like cultivating like my girls are the beach girls you know them yes which was like i didn't even think about that that you're kind of creating like your brand yes and so it's like she was very picky and she was very toxic on what she would allow in or not. Um, but, you know, the 90s were not a good time for <laughs> 90s were crazy all talking about like, you know, appearance and body image. And all that. Yeah. It was tough. Um, so back to Heidi's boyfriend. Uh, oh, yes. The horrible guy. So he's basically remember the night where he's like, she can, she can work for you. Yes. He brings her to Alex and she looks up and down at her and she goes, Hmm, she's not even a five. Oh. How could you bring, bring me this? That was a quote when she saw Heidi for the first time. Oh my gosh. That's so rude. I know. But then she was like, talk to her for five minutes. And she was like, hold on. You're not pretty. <laughs> But you are like spicy. Mm. And she was like, you have something that men are really going to like. Oh, God. Because you can talk back to them and you can challenge them and we can like have that combative sort of like conversation, which is all just Jesus Christ. But she she sees this This and then fascinating. And then she's like, "Okay, all right. You can work for me for one night. Go to town and we'll settle, settle your debt. Oh, my God. And men really took to her. And they actually really liked her. Oh, like on her first night? On her first night. What's it? Also, is this sex working? Does that include, um, what is it called? Escorting? Where it's like you're just there as their date? This is more what Alex is doing is sex working. But what Heidi did was... Especially for this night, I couldn't get the details on what like specifically went down sexually. I just didn't know if like an escort is considered sex work. This is like, um, I think escort is technically different. Yeah, I we don't know. I we'll think, find out. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, from what I would think, escort would be different. Would be companionship without mm. like sexual activity. Yes, exactly. Totally. But people can have different boundaries. Like some That's escorts true. are like, we can kiss or we can cuddle. Totally. But, you know, so it's all like, I mean, but she was doing the full act yes okay got it but heidi you know for this night she's like whatever let's just like see how it goes she was like not for me mm-hmm. like she was like very famously would always talk about that she um would give the world's worst blowjob oh. um she liked because she wanted to um or she, she just like, did she just hated giving blowjobs hey okay. and, and and so 
she was always just like i don't like to suck dick and she was just Mm. very like crass and not afraid of like what men thought about her i think always her i was just on the prize and the prize was to start a business and to learn from alex wow so she watched alex like a hawk and she started working for her like more as like her assistant like she wasn't a sex worker but she would help her sort of like um recruit people they go to the clubs together and like watch what was happening so they're like this little weird team but there's like there's not love there it was like a business partners kind of i think there was like a weird power wait this is both madam madam alex and madam heidi yes okay got but it. heidi's not a madam yet, okay so it, she still it. is like in training she's watching her she's learning she's picking up on what you do totally but alex was like i'm keeping her around because she brings me tons of clients and she can go up and she can network and she's not afraid just to like she's bold she's bold mm-hmm. very bold <laughs> um so this is when alex is 22 Oh my god, um, Alex is so she's, like, Oh my god. She's I was not picturing a twenty-two year old. Yeah, I was not either. Um so she realizes in working with Alex, Heidi's a little bit like, all right, this has been fun, but she's like, I don't like Alex mm. and I don't really support her. Alex was pretty anti Semitic. Oh god. She made comments about um really tough comments about Heidi's boyfriend who was Jewish and she talked about women really badly and Heidi's like all right I don't know if I really want to be like around someone who's overtly anti-semitic and And, racist and sexist and like a shitty person yeah so she was like you know what I've gotten the hang of this and also I know a lot of people that would come to me and not want to go to fucking Madam Alex because not everyone she's not a very likable person and I have what it takes for people to actually like feel comfortable with me wow shit she leaves Alex after 18 months of working with her. And in 1990, she launches her own prostitution service, <laughs> as she says. And does she have an accent like that? No, but, <laughs> but prost- I like it for you. Prostitution service. She sounds so like <laughs> prostitution service. Sounds like another time. You it, know? it sure does. Um, so she took most of Alex's clients. I'm going to put my feet up. And oh, please do. Myself. Please do. Um, she took also, if you want more wine, it's right there. Oh, thank you so much. She took most of Alex's clients. She did. And this is what a lot of the newspapers referred to as the whore wars. Oh, my God. They just had a heyday, didn't they? They sure did. They're like, more. more. <laughs> 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 the whore wars. But by 1991, Heidi had gathered uh, uh, cl- uh, employees 500 girls was she as selective as alex was show her look when oh, she was like me. i feel like alex's look is a little outdated yeah so heidi's look was the clean and perfect girl that was born and raised in beverly hills so she had this like rich girl look, wow, which was like darker hair, a little bit more serious, not like quote, which I'm sure at this time in the '90s it was like the blonde bimbo, bimbo, totally. Um, Meghan Markle also has um, Paris Hilton on her podcast this week when they're talking about being like dissecting the stereotype of being a bimbo. Oh my god, I want to listen. It was so good. I'll definitely check that out. Everyone that like loves our early 2000s stuff, listen to this oh, episode. Loved, I'd love to hear those two women having a conversation. I really like, enjoyed I'm it. genuinely saying that. I think that's fascinating. Same. It was really good. Um, but this was her look. The rich Beverly Hills like... I imagine a woman named Sloane. 
or like three women noemi yes something like that you uh, know? sloan a hundred percent a hundred percent um so Sloans are always hot sorry always, that's why i keep saying that always hot mm-hmm. always hot um so she had a knack for recruiting high-end talent she charged clients which i did do the quick calculator on this one she charged clients about 1500 a night okay which today would be 2800 a night wow and she also, because she learned from from Miss Alex, she took forty percent. Forty percent is so crazy. I thought it would be more like ten percent. Well, that's like <laughs> usually when people take a percentage, it's like ten to fifteen. Right. That's like at least an, even twenty. I think that's high. How much do agents take in Hollywood these days? Ten. Ten. Yeah, managers will be like ten to fifteen. That is crazy. Yeah, forty percent is insane, guys. If anyone is, if you're ever working for anyone in any capacity, and they're like, "I'm gonna take forty percent," I no, double check it. Except I'd like on this, we'll take fifty oh. fifty. <laughs> yeah, we'll do literally anything on this. I'm talking about like you know, no, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, so also, do you know what they consider a night? Like, what are the hours of that? Is it like eight to eight? That's a good question. Or if you just go over and. That's if you really do know, question. please let us know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, a lot of what I think, and this could be wrong. I think a lot of it is hourly. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Because then I think Heidi, or yeah, Heidi then has this opportunity to be like, if you want her for more than that, it's gonna like she can make more money. Yeah. But I think also like overtime. Who, who wants to be there for more than two hours? Oh my god! Honey, who wants to be there for more than an hour? No kidding. You know, like I feel like in movies they always made you think that sex went on all night. Yeah, seriously. And it's like no. And also like, who do you? You don't want someone in your space that long either. It's like no, for both parties, I'm yeah. sure they're like, let's yeah. get out. <laughs> totally. But there are some lonely people out there so who knows there really are that is true so yeah i'm sure it's some sort of hourly contract thing yeah um so by july of 1992 she buys a 1.6 million dollar home um as of today that would be 3.3 million where what neighborhood oh fuck Gee, does it say it, in the documentary it said there's like a youtube documentary on her which is uh, very interesting i wonder if she bought in like beverly hills because she had that like persona i want to say it was somewhere in more the valley ish mm. or pasadena mm. wow well look. i think it was on the east side somewhere but we'll look her so, roots truly um so the worst night she was making seven thousand dollars the worst night and her best night, she could make up to $97,000. Oh, my God. But is that like New Year's Eve? Probably. Oh, oh, prob- oh so dark. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So soon she was clearing $300,000 a week. That's $560,000 now. A week. A week? Y'all, a week. Oh, my God. Wait, so is this all like cash? Th- it's all under the table. So like, how do you even buy a house like that without people being like, excuse me? This is what I've never like known. I feel like I don't know enough about like yeah, me <laughs> finances to be like, so for people that like do things, you know, like even in like Wolf of Wall Street, or not Wolf of Wall Street, what movie did I watch the other night where I was like, how did he buy? Oh, the town. Mm. <laughs> oh, always go back to the town. <laughs> they're like robbing shit. Yeah. And then they're all becoming like rich from it. And I asked Kanal, I was like, wait, but how? I think you can't do that. You launder it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. From what I know from watching Ozark. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what even that means. Um, somehow she's doing it. Yeah. She's putting her money in all over the place. And she's buying a nice house. And she famously is keeping 
an A-list roster of celebrities and Hollywood executives in her infamous little black book, honey. Tess, okay, I was literally just thinking in my head, like, oh my God, we're in LA, there's these wealthy clients. We know who some of these people are. I mean, not personally, I mean, maybe. Maybe we do. But like, these are movie stars and directors and producers. Not only movie stars and producers, she was sending women to the Clinton and Bush (gasps) administration. Are we surprised? Absolutely not. Dirty, dirty politics. Fucking Hillary's trying to actually run shit. And (laughs) Hillary's like, I just want equality. God, she's like, if we could just protect women's health and fucking bill. (laughs) And it was like, gross, gross. We want to keep the way it is. (laughs) Like, shush, 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 shush. (laughs) Truly. So you just know that like Clinton and Bush, huh? All of them. Oh, that's not going to surprise me at all. I'm probably all of them that could still fucking have a heartbeat. Yes. So she's doing that. She's there were rumors that Sony was taking that they had a little like money to the side that they would use for their producers and executives that they could use on these women. What all those PAs on that set were like? If I could just have a little bit more, like like, maybe not minimum wage, maybe not like a hundred dollars a day. Yeah. So she's now like she's known for this. It's like. People are talking about it, but once again, like we said at the beginning of the episode, there's still this like stigma of Hollywood at this time. It was like tabloids and gossip and drugs and like you didn't want to be caught with Heidi and you really didn't want your name associated with her. Wow. That doesn't bother her at all. Well, the problem was is that Heidi was a big drinker. Oh, (laughs) there it is. And did a lot of cocaine. Oh, well, the 90s in L.A. (laughs) And is in this really abusive relationship still with Yvonne, who's like threatening that he's going to cut her little brother's legs off. Oh, my what? So she's probably drinking more because of that. And she's like in her early 20s at this point, right? At this point, I think she's what's 1965 to 1993. Don't do this to me. I know. I'm so sorry. Wait, no. 60. Oh, that's to 93. Isn't that like 27? I think so. Don't do this to me. <laughs> so sorry. I, have I, think, to do I it. think it's 27. I think, so yeah, she's in her mid 20s. Wow. So she has loose lips. Loose lips sink ships all the damn time. Loose lips ruin Hollywood executives because oh, she's, shit, she's talking. Heidi, honey. So she's starting to go to these parties and she's just making so much money that I think she's also just getting a little too comfortable and a little too cocky. And no one has ratted her out yet. And like, she's like, huh, this is all like under the table. No one's gotten hurt. I'm like, she's probably also like, we're all in the same circle. Like, exactly. You're not going to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Heidi. I also, I, I'm still like processing the fact that this 20 something has connections to the Bush and Clinton administration. I know like who's making sometimes $600,000 a week. That is crazy. God, people have so, people. That's so much sex. Like, I'm even thinking about the numbers. <laughs> so much sex. Like, I forget what this is all about. Do you ever, like, stop in the middle of the day and you're like, how many people are having sex are having at this sex moment? Right now? How many people are having sex right now at this moment? What in, time is it? In, in LA? LA? We're, we're recording at 5.30. Okay. Oh, probably more than you think. 5.30. Just logged off of work. It would probably be a certain age range. Yeah. Right? Who should say? I guess to us. I don't know. You're like, what percentage of LA is 
I don't know. There's probably a way to figure this out. You can really think <laughs> yeah. about it. And sometimes I do. I'm just like, who's I doing mean, it? Sex, I guess, does make the world go round. It really does. So, And that's what Heidi thought. Yeah. And <laughs> Heidi should have gotten that tattooed on her. <laughs> so she's talking. She's like, it's like, oh, God, Heidi, sweetie. Keep it. Keep it tight. Yes, keep it. Seriously. Zip it. Zip it. Zip it. Um, so this man, Detective Sammy Lee, ends up hearing about her just through the grapevine because... She's just talking to everybody. And Heidi. Overly drinking. And he's like, who the hell is this woman? And like, what is happening? <laughs> so he's like, LA is going to shit. <laughs> yeah. The girls have gone wild. <laughs> They've gone wild. The girls have gone wild. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he comes up with this plan. And he's like, I'm going to pose as a businessman looking for sex from Honolulu, as one does. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I was like, he really got into his character work. (laughs) Once again, (laughs) detectives are just theater theater kids kids that never got the audition. Like, he probably wanted to dress, he wanted to dress up as a businessman. He wanted to, like, buy a Hawaiian t-shirt. He's like, this is the trauma I have with my mother. Yep. Yep. Oh, there it is. (laughs) There it is. So they are talking for two months back and forth over the phone where he's like, all right, I'm going to be in L.A. soon. I'd like to get this hotel room for the night. I'd like to get these girls. He's posing. He's making it really intricate. He's getting all the information he can from her. Show. Sure. They meet. Oh, God. At the one and only. Where? Beverly Hills Hilton. Really? There is so much that has happened. So much that has happened. Wow. The Beverly Hills Hilton. And so she's like, oh, my God, Sammy, like, so excited that we're meeting in person. Like, this is going to be great. I have tons of cocaine <laughs> and, I, and I have tons of girls upstairs for you in the hotel room. They're waiting for you. And it's like literally like a like 90s movie being like, Heidi Fleiss, you're under arrest for pandering no. and narcotics. Yeah. Because she said it. He's like, thank yes. you. <laughs> and so then they went up to the hotel room. No. Did the girls also get arrested? Yes. Oh, no. They got arrested, um, but not as bad as, I mean, I think, like, I don't know what the punishment for prostitution was at that time, but if you're, like, they're not making that much money, and Heidi's, like, making, like, a million dollars, two million dollars a month from this? It's insane. Also, like, it is, I don't know, call me crazy, but I think it's kind of weird that, like, it's, that you could get arrested for sex working, can you because it's illegal right and then in this is 90 right or like no sex working like i mean i see how it can get complicated but like if you just think about it it's people having sex and if it's two willing parties then like why is that illegal maybe i'm ignorant i have no idea i'm like maybe they didn't get arrested it didn't but it is illegal like it's legal in nevada because it's legal in las vegas oh that's right but is that the only state it's legal in i don't know i'd have to look it up i should have this is literally what I should have researched instead of just being like, yeah, I think they all like went to jail. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't get there. I didn't get there. Hey, but I do know that there was like Heidi felt a big injustice of the reason, like of why she was arrested, and then none of these fucking men had any. Well, that's implication. what I'm saying. I know. Like, well, I think that you can get arrested as a as a male. Like, but I'm sure she was like, I have the names if you want them. Well, yes. So she is arrested, but she's not like sent to jail immediately. They have to like figure figure out what they're going to charge her for and like yeah. what's really going on. Um, so her ha- oh Benedict, but it's Canyon. That's where her house was. Yep. So it's like in the middle of the. Va- it's like right where Benedict Canyon. Okay, there's a lot of parallels and ties. We've talked about Christian or in this. 
Whitney Houston died in the Beverly Hilton and Sharon Tate was killed in Benedict's Canyon. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. This is such an L.A. story. We need to make an L.A. playlist. Okay, we will. We will. Great idea. Guys, you get it. You know it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so... They ended up going into her home and they collected bank statements, her little black book, 13 grams of Coke. God. And all of Charlie Sheen's (gasps) traveler's checks. No. No. (laughs) You're joking. Well, I mean, of course. I don't know why I'm like so shocked. (gasps) Yeah. Why Charlie Sheen? Like, well, he was her her busiest. He ended up using her, I believe, I have the number. I think he was probably her, the most popular client. <gasps> um, he, da, da, da. There was video testimony that he'd spent over $50,000 on these girls <gasps> with 27 different girls is what, women, but this is yeah. what they're referred to in all the articles of the girls. Yeah. Well, hey, maybe some of them were like 17 or something. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, you know. I think this is an interesting story because it's like there's just interesting like projections like Heidi Mm -hmm. feels like she wants to be in control so then she ends up controlling these other women who are you know what I mean like it's like this weird power structure I keep referring to this might be really ignorant like an ignorant question but I kind of don't understand why someone like Charlie Sheen has to pay for sex is that an ignorant like does that I mean, it does come from an ignorant place because I don't know. No, I don't think that's an ignorant question at all. I think there are certain desires that people have that knowing, especially the stigma of sex work in the 90s was shameful and dirty. Like you want to be a part of something you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And you get off on the taboo of it all. And I think people, a lot of men have that. I totally see that, you know, and it's like even another level of control. Like I'm paying for you. I think also that's so true. I mean, I think he's probably like, cool. I don't have to ask my wife what she likes. Right. And I get to go be with this woman who can do exactly as I say. And I don't have to feel bad because she's getting, and maybe there's more discretion. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a whole, the psychological aspect even of, you know, all of these people is interesting. It is so interesting. And so, yeah, like I was saying, I'm not sure of like how, you know, quote, good Heidi was treating these women, like, and how old they were and if they, what kind of like rights they had, but that's like sex work in general. Like that's why it needs to be just decriminalized Mm -hmm. so that there are like, there can be a part of a union and like be protected. Yes. Um, show. Charlie Sheen is found out. Um, and then on June 9th, 1993, Fleiss was arrested and charged with five counts of pandering with narcotics. So pandering means... Yeah, what does pandering mean? Pandering is technically like being a madam. It's oh, like... Oh, really? Leading prostitution. Really? And obviously all the coke. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that, that'll do it. So this is what Heidi kind of like claims to feel like she was treated unfairly because Naj... His Yvonne Naj, uh-huh. her boyfriend, who was like horrible, who was like, I'm going to kill your brother or whatever. Oh my God. Um, he like knew all about this and he was like the ring, like kind of like a ringleader. Yeah. Like he th- liked that Heidi had all of this money and like knew there was a lot of people that knew what she was doing. But of course, these people, if they cooperated and a lot of these men and the studios and the executives, if they cooperated with the police, they were completely let you know let off on any sort of yeah of course punishment and she was the one that and obviously she was 
this she was the CEO of Heidi Fleiss. Like she, you know. That just sucks. But all of these men who are, you know, a part of it and encouraging it and helping her out and Yes, they, they keep they, the business going. There's no business without these men. Exactly. So nothing happens to them. Interestingly enough, this guy Naj is just a little fucking asshole. He ends up selling nude photos of Heidi without any repercussions <gasps> to guess what magazine? Playboy? Yes. Penthouse. Yes. Penthouse is trash. Penthouse, you are disgusting. <laughs> you are disgusting. I should have guessed Penthouse first. It's I should have known better. Literally foul. But oh yeah. Oh my God. He's gross. Sends, yep. So, and then he also writes this movie. It's like this like experimental thing about a woman who's like skinning all these other women. Her name is Heidi. She's like a murderer around LA. So he profits off of this. I'm still just like, it's hitting me again. Like I can't imagine you're in one of the worst situations of your life. And then your boyfriend sells nude photos of you to a publication. Yep. That is disgusting. She's not even hit 30 yet. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No. Like... God, she's lived quite a life. Where is the... I guess it's biopic. I've been saying biopic for years, but I've been corrected. Someone the other day told me it was biopic. You are joking. Who said this? I can't remember. Reliable source? I can't remember. Because the two people popping in my head are Morris and Corey. And they're very different people. Morris and Corey, you guys teach us everything we know. Check out our Patreon to hear Morris read our chart. Check it out. Morris is amazing. Um, oh, this is going to come out before that comes out. Sorry, oh. guys. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Join our Patreon. Whatever. Please do. Guys, please. Please, please. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Biopic or biopic, please let us know. Please let us know. We have so many questions for you all. Thank yeah. you guys for researching this episode. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> about it. Um, so all that, you know, this, her rest is happening. It's juicy. It's, it's fun. It's, you know scandalous yeah no kidding but all reporters wanted to talk about was this little black book who was in it so who are these celebrities this was also before like imagine a book and paper the pen to paper if you will imagine a time where you couldn't like dms weren't released and you know this wasn't like the adam levine cheating scandal it's like what's in that book because that information is probably nowhere else nowhere else show they did. They couldn't find a lot of like clear, you know, because she would be an idiot if she was like Charlie Sheen. Yes. This time, this time, this time. She wasn't writing that down. Was she doing like pseudonyms too. Yes. There was a lot of like mystery in it. So the only thing that people have been able to allegedly, I'm just gonna say, get, allegedly, don't for come certain, for us. Don't come for us. But we're Billy Idol. Billy Idol. I is that it? I'm so sorry. Billy Idol is um, the. What's his face? The the singer from the eighties. Yes, I know some of you are like screaming <laughs> yes, and rolling I, your head, and rolling your eyes. That do we don't know Billy Idol. Um, he yes. sings like the cradle of. Oh my god! Why can't I think of it? I'm just googling a picture of him, guys, so I can get the. I know, I know the name, obviously. Oh wow! Yeah. So, but he <laughs> says that he said no, but in the book there wasn't okay. stuff about him. I'm sure. You um, did, Jack in. Nicholson. That doesn't shock me. <laughs> Which, are we surprised? <laughs> no. And those were like the only two big names besides tons of politicians, Sony executives. I mean, like the list goes on and on. Like this book was filled. Well, so was in the 90s, was that when um, 
what's his name um hugh grant yes was that when he was caught with a sex worker i believe hugh grant was caught with a sex worker in the late 90s mm. in like was it la or london he was married to elizabeth hurley at this time crazy but that was a huge thing too yeah. and it was even bigger because she was a black woman and people were like how could you leave it was like had like a lot of racist <gasps> oh no mm-hmm. oh god the 90s what the 90s the were so, so dark <laughs> i'm kidding god um but so i'm wow so well i'm sure harvey weinstein was in there oh literally i'm sure and i'm sure there are some people that can't even be named because they have gotten out of it yeah. by something you yeah. know you can do anything with money and power yeah, so they get away with it there's only three named celebrities is like kind of representative of how these boys will be boys and there's no repercussions do you know how they found out billy idol but billy idol and jack nicholson I don't. Maybe they're like, we've got Jack on this so many times. Like, Maybe there was just more like obvious. Yeah. Totally. You know? totally. Um, and I don't think she was like trying to fuck anyone over. Like, I don't no. think she'd be like, let me just. She's too smart of a businesswoman. And she also didn't expect this to happen. I think she was riding on that high. Yeah. But she's young. Too. She's young. So I think she was like, they're never going to like even figure this out. No. So, you know, she ends up having this interview and she says, people are scared of me and they should be. Leaders of countries have called and asked me for sex. If I if I came out and really talked, I would have stopped NAFTA. What's NAFTA again? I think NAFTA's like <laughs> <laughs> NAFTA's like the um, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but guys, NAFTA's like the the bomb, the war. I'm so sorry. That sounds like so dumb. Maybe we'll cut that. But NAFTA <laughs> is the North American Free Trade Agreement. <laughs> I thought it was like World War Three, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like she would have, the United States commenced bilateral trade negotiations with Canada more than thirty years ago. Well, I'm sure it was what? great, but just no, Heidi could have stopped it. What? I did not know then what NAFTA was, and I feel like an idiot for saying it was like the bomb. <laughs> I know, but I would assume she was like, I could have stopped that. Yeah. Wow. You know, like she yes. made it. So maybe it Crazy. is a bigger deal. I don't know. Guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we, I think we have to keep it in. I think, I think we do too. We have to if keep we it start in. Cutting stuff this like is that. who we are. It's true, guys. I'm this sorry. This is who we are. No, you, it's who we are. We don't pretend to be something we're not. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she's, you know, she's making kind of threats, honestly. And. She's, oh, oh uh, I know what I was freaking out about. What? I allegedly, I bet you allegedly. Yeah, I get to say that every time. Prince Charles. <gasps> I think so. Wow. I think so. Oh. Don't you? Yeah. Like, it, I think I'd be a fool to be like, he's like in love with Camilla. No. Camilla. 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 <laughs> Camilla. Camilla. No, I think <sighs> he was on that. Allegedly. I mean, I think also, like, allegedly. Who are like dirty old men that you think about that could have been doing this in the nineties? Like, who else? Who were dirty old men in the nineties? Who weren't dirty old men in the nineties? Tom Cruise? No, I'm trying. He is so weird. I don't know what he would be into or what he's not. (laughs) Same. I think he's like a lizard. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys can think of anyone who embodies this 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 person, Um, I think Jack Nicholson covers it a hundred percent. So she's not sent to prison quite yet. I always forget that like people can go off and do their own thing. Like right. So she opens a clothing store in Pasadena. Oh my god, <laughs> that's super basic, and it's just like boxers and robes with like it's like Brandy Melville. Like 
but but her logo, her name is on everything because now she's like, well, I'm kind of like a famous like criminal. That's why makes money. She's Jen Shaw. She is Jen Shaw. So she's like, again, you guys need to start watching Housewives if you don't. You really do. Yeah. And you know that a Housewives episode is coming for you. So yes. might as well might do as your well. do your research exactly. before. Um, but this doesn't last long because her drinking and her drug use is just getting worse. So she mm. is sent to rehab. Well, that's probably for the best. And it was for the best. Um, after she gets back, her big trial begins. Um, a jury convicted her on three counts for which she received a three-year sentence. That conviction was overturned in 1996. But the federal tax evasion case the next year led to a 20-month stint in prison in Dublin, California. So I think they were like, oh, and then they're like, oh, you've really actually like, you, you <laughs> fucked up even more. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, all that money had to go somewhere. Yeah. So she ended up being in prison for 20, 20 months. months. So almost two years. Could be worse. Could be worse. At this time, Charlie Sheen has to send video <laughs> testimony. I haven't watched it yet, but apparently he's like shaking and he has to like tell the court like, yeah, I shaking. hired 27 girls. I paid 50 grand for it. People are like, this is so crazy. Well, he's really coming to his own because didn't he bring his sex worker to Thanksgiving? Isn't that what Denise Richards said? That is what Denise Richards so. says. And it might maybe want to hide these girls. Wow. <laughs> you never know. Hollywood is a small town. It sure is. Um, so how we will end this episode Oh, yes. Is we're just going to do a little interview, and I would love for you to play Heidi. Me? Yes, I would. Really? I would. Oh, my God. I feel like I don't even deserve it, but okay. Um, From The Hollywood Reporter, it is titled... Oh, my God. One moment. Heidi Fleiss reflects on 25th anniversary of her arrest. Um, Ex-Tom Sizemore and what Charlie Sheen really spent on girls. Wow. So we can just, like... Hey, we might cut some of this if it goes too long, but also, like, let's just see what this bitch is saying now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so this is a God. recent interview. This is a recent interview. Okay. I believe this is from, well, this is from 2018. I think this is, like, the last, like, big thing that she did. I think she's gone on a couple podcasts. My sources, by the way, um, I, I was kind of all over the place. I was New York Times article. I was this Hollywood Reporter article. There was a podcast I listened to called... Hollywood crime scene that did an episode on her. I've seen, I think I got some of my research for Studio 54 for yeah, them. Yeah, they were really great. They were so fun. They're kind of like, they're, they're like, they're out there and I like it. Love it. Um, but let's see what she is saying. Okay, okay. Okay, so I'm going to play the reporter. Okay. And Claire's going to play Heidi. If you could embody someone who is... You know, I feel like she still doesn't give a fuck. Like so she's I'm like st- leaning back and just grab my glass of wine. Like I feel like she is still looking at them like you guys are all the idiots and I won. Exactly. Like I think like she's won. holding on to it. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Capricorn energy. <laughs> Capricorn energy. Okay. <clears throat> so it's the twenty fifth anniversary of your arrest. And that didn't cross my mind until you mentioned it. <laughs> I feel like this. Everything in my life, even my fuck ups, and there's been a ton of them. Everything worked out right because it led me to exactly where I am right now. Most people would think I'm a kook because my heart goes out to captive macaws. What does that mean? It's a bird. I oh, think. you know what a macaw is? She asked. You oh. know what a macaw is? It's an exotic bird. Yeah, a parrot. <laughs> the big ones. I think every day in prison was important because it made me realize how awful it would be if someone forced you to live your entire life inside a box. And that's what happened to the captive macaws. It's not a popular subject matter. They need someone who's a little bit kooky like me to stand up for them. How did you end up 
<laughs> what? This is crazy. Um, how did you en- uh, how did you end up taking up the macaw cause? Mm. So I moved to Nevada to get back into the sex business. I rented a house that was un- unluckily for me happened to be next door to a retired madam who was beridden. <laughs> what? At one time, she ran the exotic bird department for the Tropicana Hotel. So she had all these birds. And one night, she called me up at three in the morning say she couldn't breathe. I, I I went there as a helicopter was taking her away. And as she was dying, she says, Heidi, you take care of the birds. What? <laughs> at the time of your arrest, it seemed like you were leading a pretty glamorous existence. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> of course, looking back, you see how stupid you were. I mean, it's it, it's easier to look at all your mistakes. But I definitely say, if you're going to live in L.A., I don't see how anyone could do it better than I did. You want to go out every to every nightclub. You want to meet famous people, have sex with different people, eat at the best places, all that kind of stuff. And I don't see how it could have been any more fun. That's for sure. You came from a fairly conservative background. Your dad was a doctor. I was born and raised in L.A. My dad was a famous pediatrician. When he died, died, they donated a bench to him at the Griffith Park Observatory. Okay, we got to go. We have the to next go. Time we go to the Greek. Grammy field trip? <laughs> yes. Guys, who wants to come? Yep. Come on board. Did he know about your escort service? No, but I got him in big trouble. I felt shitty about that. Dad gave me the really, really the best childhood possible and all the opportunity in front of me. I wish that I took school seriously and went in a different route, but it wasn't, it was not my father's fault at all. You learned a lot from another famous madam, Madam Alex. Hell yeah. She was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) She was out of her mind, but it took a lot more than just learning from someone. There's a lot more thought that goes into the escort business than people realize. You have to learn how to make people feel secure in dealing with you. So you've let go of this idea of running a male brothel? I think a male brothel wouldn't work, but a trans oh god, but a transvestite brothel <sighs> would probably do really well. These are these are the, Heidi's words, yes, not mine. Yes. Um I live in uh Perump, Nevada. It's kind of near where Khloe Kardashian's ex-husband Lamar Odom overdosed in a brothel. Don't brag about that. Oh my god. My good friend Dennis Hoff owns all the brothels in Nevada. He has an extra license um, he's not using, so I was thinking maybe we could make a, oh my god, a I know. tranny brothel. I can see people driving an hour away to the middle of the desert if there's beautiful trannies waiting for them. She is the ultimate 90s, like, trash like smoking a cigarette she reminds me of an east coaster sorry i do not mean to offend but but like a very specific east coaster in the 90s like kind of republican Mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. probably pretty republican yeah exactly or just super transphobic yeah seriously Um, or that do you think we should keep going it's up to you okay let's skip to let's see you know what let's skip to this question okay let's go down to you know she talks about the little black book everything Mm -hmm. that we've kind of talked about and then they ask her what do you think about harvey weinstein's accusers and the hashtag me too movement i'm not gonna be like donna karen and kill my career like pamela anderson they say it's the woman's fault i will never do that because look every girl has been sexually taken advantage of I think he's disgusting and a pig. He handled things ter- he handled this thing terribly, but some of it doesn't make sense to me, especially when they say, "Oh, it happened six times." That's weird. I think in certain instances, women slept with him in exchange for a part, and he kept his end of the bargain. 
Wow, that went in so many different directions. I know. What? I know. I feel like that was <laughs> very, sorry. No. <laughs> Disappointing. It I, like started being like, it, it just went all over the place. I'm so because the first sentence, I was like, she's going to be an asshole. Yeah. The second sentence, I was like, oh, you're sticking up for the victims. And, and then she trashes it And then she's like, but why would you do it six times? Yes. Which is victim blaming 100%. Exactly. Like, do you not understand? So wow. that's really the gist of the interview. <laughs> what a I did not expect to talk about birds. Um, I will post. It goes on for a little bit longer mm. um, into her sobriety, into her relationships, into her relationship with Charlie Sheen. I'll post the link. But so you can get a little taste of her to mm. conclude the episode. If, she, you know, she's saying she's struggling with her sobriety. I'm sure she is. Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. Um, but you know, that's really the that is the history of Heidi Fleiss. Wow, I was captivated the whole time. I love hearing about like crazy LA stories. I do too, because it's just like we live here, and it's so different. Like like any city, you're like it's not the same as it used to be. But I can just like like. That Instagram pop culture died in 2009. Wow. Wow. I will say it and I stand by it. But the tens are crazy. The tens are crazy, but there was something about that like flip phone era. I think we're just not far removed enough. You're right. You right? can't like think that we're in it when we're in it. You that's, know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. We that's don't know true. what you have till it's gone. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Should we reveal something that we're thinking and see if people like it? Our themed month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you guys like an old Hollywood themed month? Uh, because we're thinking about it so all four episodes or how many episodes there are will be old hollywood either if it's an actor or the studio system or director or movie a big controversial thing yes we could do a lammy we could do you know we have a guest on we could find you know we could do anything i'm into it let us know old hollywood calls to us let us know if it calls to you it does because i know there's a lot on it yeah so i think some people can be like "Eh." but then i don't really know anything about old hollywood it's crazy i love it i want to know more yeah so anyways so kids that was fascinating to us i loved it i'm so glad um i hope you guys like that as well and you guys have some homework (laughs) you really do answer all of our questions that i did not take the time to research (laughs) and let us know let us know follow us as always on instagram and tiktok at right answers mostly dm us for conversations and all of it yes and share with your friends guys it really helps so much yes if you like an episode if you're liking what you're hearing please share on social media yes please share this right now yes please we love you love you guys see you later bye